And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney and a partner in the law firm of Mauk and Baker in Chicago. We are at Christian Attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. You can learn more about us by going to mautbaker.com. It's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com or 312-726-1243. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter for news and info about faith and the law. As Christians, we understand that fellowship within the church is what Jesus intended. But is communion for Christians in the workplace and professional field just as important? Today, we're going to be talking about the importance of fellowship specifically among Christian lawyers. Sally Wagonmaker is a founding partner of Wagonmaker and Oberly, where she provides legal counsel in corporate, tax, employment, and real estate matters for non-for-profits. She is also the current president of Christian Legal Society, where she has been actively involved since law school. Sally, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Rich. It's a pleasure to uh, be on the show with you, and I'm just delighted uh, to be able to have a conversation today. I've known Sally since uh, her early days. We were pitted against one another in a in a serious church case at, at one point. Uh, I can vouch she is a really, really good attorney. I can also vouch that um, she might be considered one of my competitors because we do similar work. But I have to say this, she's really good at what she does. So, um, Sally, thanks for coming on. I wanted to talk in your role as president with CLS, with Christian Legal Society. Uh, some people think that's an oxymoron. How can you have a Christian legal society? What, what is that all about? Uh, well, that's a great question, and I think I would break it down, as all lawyers do. We are very definitional, um, so taking those words a little bit out of order, we think in terms of society, we are here to fellowship and to, as you said, to have communion. We're here to be together in Christian community, um, and then we're legal. We're here to learn how to what it means to be lawyers and how to uh, live that out as Christian lawyers in our practice, regardless of what our practice is. And then, of course, most fundamentally, we're Christian. So what does it mean to be a Christian first and then to to go to work every day and to be a lawyer or to be a law student engaged in um, learning how to be a lawyer or to otherwise be somehow connected to the legal profession. Well, you're a Christian lawyer. What does that look like for you every day going to work? How, how do you bring your faith into, into the practice? That's one of those fundamental questions, and I think to maybe to to spring back to what you had said originally, we did have a um, conflict early on and uh, involving our clients, and I think you really called me to accountability as a Christian lawyer. So I think there's accountability within that. As far as going to work every day, I think every one of us gets up in the morning and has some sort of orientation, either to say I'm excited to be up and about, or maybe I'm not so excited, or maybe I will be. And so for me, my quiet time is in the morning because that's where I get before the Lord to say, okay, God, what is it that's in your word today that's an encouragement for me? And how do I need to go out? How do I need to pray for my coworkers, my family, the things that I think are going to be ahead for me, and then to really be propelled out the door? Because, and I'm not 
that holy of a person, I think I'm needy and weak and hungry for what God has for me. And so... Do um, lawyers usually say things like that? <laughs> I love hearing um, it. It's so true. I think as a lawyer, someone taught me um, this concept of being the captain of the ship. And so the ship is going wherever it's going to go, and it might even go down, but we are there to steer that ship to help our clients to understand where things are going to go. So we don't have all the answers. And then as Christians, we can talk to our clients about either directly speaking. I often speak with my clients about integrity, having integrity. If they're a faith-based client, having integrity first before the Lord, and then as a nonprofit organization, probably to their donors and then to the government. But even with secular clients, we can talk about having, having integrity into the parts, how the parts fit together. So that's informed by my faith. And then we can talk about it on different levels, depending on our interactions. Well, one of the questions that I have for you, and I think it's very relevant for not just attorneys, you're a mom, you're a lawyer, you uh, serve as president of CLS or Christian Legal Society and other ministries that you're very involved in. How do you do it? Uh, very carefully, like I said before the Lord. Um I think there's different seasons in one's life, too, and I think it's really important to have a sense of where God has called you in different times. Uh, when I got out of law school, I worked for a big law firm. I then um, felt a calling to do legal aid, and then I had a season at home with my kids, and then I came back into uh, practicing law. And each one of those seasons has been very pivotal, very important. I think particularly with CLS, it's really taught me the importance of connecting with other people um, to get the work done. Um, there's been many seasons... Um, in our local CLS chapter where we've had holes for different things and it's up to the Lord to fill those and then for other people to come along and to take care of that work. So I think lawyers are particularly prone to doing everything and not being very good delegators and frankly, not being good managers. I'm certainly part of that <laughs> crowd. I hate right. to admit it. That's this is right. Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malkin Baker. Today we are speaking with Sally Wagonmaker, the current president of Christian Legal Society. Well, let's talk a little bit about Christian Legal Society. Uh, what are they doing? What, why does anybody care about Christian Legal Society? What, what's important about them? I think Christian Legal Society is stronger than ever and more vital than ever. Um, I've heard it said, you know, we change the culture, we change the law. I think it goes the same way uh, opposite as well. You change the law and you change the culture. I think we're living through that right now. That's a much, much longer conversation. But CLS is really at the forefront of that. Um, they are uh, very involved with the religious liberty front, uh, doing a lot of things in the public policy realm, making sure there's access to campus for students, which leads right into the student law student ministry. When I first was on the board nine years ago, um, where it was conversation about, you know, who would want to fund law students? Who cares about the law students? Even among the leadership, we cared about the law students, but how do we communicate that? And now that's that's a huge issue question. We have more funding than we've ever had because I think people are recognizing how vital that is. Well, let's, let's, why is that so vital? What is it? What does it matter? Because we're shaping the next generation. We're realizing that the judges who rule on these cases, not just religious liberty cases, but all kinds of other cases, uh, when you value life, when you value people's um, all sorts of property interests, there's all sorts of ways that— When you value uh, freedom. 
value freedom, absolutely. So we're training up this next generation, and who better to do it than Christian Legal Society? And with that, of course, come the attorney chapters. So we've got religious liberty, we've got law students, and we have attorney chapters where we're coming together all across the country to help encourage one another, help to hold each other accountability uh, accountable. And then, of course, the fourth aspect is legal aid. And that's really kind of a, an opportunity for resources, um, an opportunity for people to learn what does it mean to be a Christian legal aid attorney? Because there's a lot of legal aid organizations out there that are kind of do-gooder and they're worthwhile. But what does it mean to help people at that intersection of great need and great vulnerability and great um, openness to hearing the gospel? You keep opening my next question. What okay. does it, what's, what's the difference? What, why are we doing legal aid in Christian Legal Society? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, Christians are called to help the poor. It's all over the Bible. I think there's a huge um, temptation that I've seen with, with legal aid to come to the government trough and to uh, get all the grants and the secular um, avenues for trying to help people. And that's can be laudable, but it can come with some very dangerous strings. You can lose your faith along the way. Um, you can really get trapped into doing things in a way that, yes, you're helping people, but you're not helping people with an eternal perspective. you got people who are in the hardest of hard situations, and organizations like Administer Justice, some of the Christian organizations around the, um, the country, they, they are able to connect with people and to bring them into a saving faith that has far more value than whatever else is going on but along the way to give them quality legal assistance too. So with, with all of those different ministries, what are, what are the issues that are facing a uh, Christian lawyer right now and how does CLS help them with that? From what I understand, I think a lot of it is it's perennial, but loneliness, um, opposition, uh, the temptation to leave your faith at the door. When I was a very new attorney, people knew I was a Christian uh, and I'm not exactly sure why, but they knew not to swear around me. And that was the only thing that made it different. But I was expected to work on Sundays, and I was expected to effectively sell my soul uh, for the billable dollar. That's not changed. I think, if anything, lawyers are more marginalized. They're more encouraged to put their faith somewhere else so that they'll work you know, countless hours. Or so. I mean, we, we carry the burdens of our clients, and those are often very heavy, and we're expected to be highly conflict-friendly, and that's very wearing on everybody's soul involved. And if we're the buffer for that as lawyers, then we need extra encouragement. We need extra resources to be able to do that well. Okay. So how does Christian Legal Society do that? How do you give resources to lawyers who are facing uh, these kind of pressures? I think it's as, as society goes, we have that um, the fundamental principle of being available locally, and then we have um, our national conferences that are really a come to the well, and that, that could be my good pitch for CLS National Conference, which is in 2019, October 31st to November 3rd. So if you're a lawyer- Here in Chicago, here by in the Chicago, way. Here in Chicago, Magnificent Mile. It's going to be fabulous. Every conference is the best ever. Um, but for folks who don't have a chapter, that's a really important way to connect for people who do um, come to whatever your meeting is. In Chicago, we have monthly meetings the first Wednesday of the month over the lunch hour. Get to know people. It's really been invaluable in my practice um, in very pragmatic ways to be able to call up attorneys across the country that I've met from the conference or even locally to say, you know, I've got some sort of issue. I don't know how to handle it. That's building community as well as helping me in my practice. The uh, time is running and we're coming on break, but I'm going to want to talk to you about uh, what happens in the, the mentoring of attorneys among one another? 
So really briefly, is CLS offering mentoring to younger attorneys and how does that work? Absolutely. It happens organically, just like in any, you know, fellowship kind of thing. And it happens sub, uh, in a more structured way. Our chapter has long had a discipleship program. And I think at the conference, there's very intentional ways for law students to connect with lawyers um, and for people in, uh, in, interested in certain things, uh, areas like religious liberty or nonprofit law. Coming up, we will talk further with the current CLS president, Sally Wagonmaker, about how the Christian Legal Society is helping Christian lawyers grow in their faith, in the practice of law, and to serve our country. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, partner with the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Sally Wagonmaker, a partner at Wagonmaker and Oberly, and current president of the Christian Legal Society. Uh, Sally, we were talking a little bit about mentoring, and uh, so I want to know a little bit more about your thoughts of CLS and, and how it mentors. Well, thanks. As I said, we had um, our local chapter has a formal discipleship program, and other chapters may have similar programs as well. CLS is very strong on that, but I think its true strength is probably in the organic sense. And I just had a, a couple examples I'd love to share. One is from your uh, law partner, John Mauk. Um, years ago, I was involved in a very difficult situation, and my I. Um, prayed. Um, lots of things were going on. And one part of God's answer to my prayer was to pick up the phone and call John. And at the time I was right down the street and he immediately picked right up and said, come on down. I came down, I sat in front of him, got the Kleenex box out. We talked and <clears throat> he gave me such amazing advice, really pastoral, um, but also as a fellow lawyer. And at the end of that, he said, you're, you're in a difficult situation and you're in Christian community. So be very careful about how you go forth because people are watching. And that was just gold advice to me that I really carried through with me. Um, another fellow within the middle of that same conflict, another Christian attorney long distance who I had met through the conference, talked to him as well. And he let me cry on his shoulder. He talked me through as lawyers talk through problems. And at the end of that conversation, he said, look in the mirror, examine your own faults, examine your own sin. And those are the kinds of things that have been very transformational for me in my law practice. I would not be here today if it weren't for people like you and John and this other fellow, uh, Rob, uh, who have been there to really uh, to encourage me, to hold me accountable, and then to help me to live out being in Christian community. And that's something for everybody who's involved in CLS. You know, it's interesting, uh, Sally, you mentioned that because I happen to be on the other side talking with the person you were in conflict with mm -hmm. on it and giving very similar advice mm -hmm. because it's the body of Christ. And and so Absolutely. that is one of those areas. Now, I, I go back and like you from law school, I've been involved in um, Christian Legal Society a little longer than you, I think. <laughs> I go back, I think it was 1977. Mm -hmm. And some of those young lawyers that I met then still mentor me these many, many years later. Um, and I'm so grateful for those relationships and just their even keel that they've helped me uh, maneuver through. So that's that's part of it. Um, but I always, I always wonder, so with regard to the lawyers today, what are some of the things that you think that uh, Christian lawyers in particular are facing right now? And what is CLS doing to help them? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I was really struck by, um, we had a, a Midwest retreat last this past year, and we'll have another one the very first weekend of February in beautiful Lake Geneva. All law students and lawyers are welcome to come to that, and uh, we can you can get more information from the, the national website, uh, christianlawyers.org, on the specifics. But there were many law students there, and it was really sad to me. It was very encouraging to see them there, but sad to hear about how they're feeling so shut down, not able to share their faith, really um, uh, ideologically divided. And that's no surprise. I mean, that's a reflection of our culture. But particularly for law students, I think that's that's it's um, sad in that, at least my experience in law school, was that's where you really learned how to work through um, arguments and, uh, you know, cases and, and the really hard issues. Because like it or not, lawyers tend to lead society because they're the ones making the rules and they have the power and the judges and the courts. And these days, the courts have more power than ever, whether we like it or not. And the, the refrain was, we, we can't talk about hard issues like religious liberty and abortion and other freedoms because we're going to get shut down. Even professors aren't able to do that. So I think the ideological divide is a very intimidating force right now. Um, and I think also the sense of wanting to do something really meaningful with your life. Maybe that's you know a whole different area. But I you know talked to countless lawyers who say, oh, I want to I want to work uh, practice like yours. You know, you help nonprofit organizations in which you have the same thing. You know, it's a wonderful practice. But there's so many ways to bring glory to to the Lord regardless of what you do. So to that desire to engage in meaningful law practices is very important, and we don't want to lose sight of that. We want to encourage law students with that as well. Well, both your firm and my firm have that wonderful privilege of really being centered on on serving uh, God's people and and knowing that we're called to do it. And it, it, that's a uh, many students don't have that. I, I'm thinking of um, another area of CLS when you mention this. So free speech or free thought or right of conscience, is CLS involved at all in those in those fights on campus or otherwise? Oh, absolutely. I, I want to go back a little bit, but I would say that CLS has been um, all over the place. There's a CS, CLS uh, versus Martinez case involving UC Hastings. I talked to a couple law students. Oh, that was basically about um, student groups and be, whether they're allowed on campus or not. Um, Kim Colby of CLS's Center for Law and Religious Freedom has done um, just limitless work, uh, um, and not just herself, but engaging other attorneys to come alongside. So I was talking to a couple of law students um, at this last national conference about uh, UC Irvine and where they're having a really hard time having a campus group there. And CLS has come alongside them to help them. Um, and in the Masterpiece Cake Shop, there was an amicus brief filed by CLS that talked about religious freedom and the nature of right of conscience. And, you know, everybody thought it was going to go the way of free speech, but as it came out, there was it was all about religious freedom. And we're not going to toot CLS's horn, except to say CLS has its own voice. That's a voice that needs to be heard. And whether the, the Supreme Court echoes that voice and affirms it or not, it's still a very important voice that it makes known through um, this religious liberty work. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of Malkin Baker, and we're speaking with Sally Wagonmaker, president of the Christian Legal Society. And we're talking about um, how CLS not only benefits lawyers law students, but also our society. And we've talked in two areas. One is the religious freedom area where CLS is right in the middle of the fight. But also we've talked about how um, it's working with um, poor people, people who don't have access to, to lawyers uh, in their legal aid uh, department. Sally, so when you're working with lawyers, how do you get lawyers who are so busy to get involved in legal aid? Does that really happen? Oh, that's a really tough challenge. I think um, 
and maybe it shouldn't be. Some chapters are better at that than I think others. Um, so I think lawyers come to CLS because they have a deep need um, to figure out how to live out their faith, to connect with other like-minded folks, and then to experience um, some way of giving back. And so I think that's special to each person. I think that CLS, um, its role is tends to be more supporting the clinics that seek out uh, CLS's help as opposed to starting clinics. Um, but we certainly want to encourage every lawyer who uh, wants to get involved in some way to have a heart for the poor. Um, I was actually thinking if I could go back in terms of you know, how do you live out your faith as a Christian lawyer? Maybe it's going to work every day and providing for your family and doing your work with honor and integrity and not being, you know, sucked into some of the, the unethical temptations that can be out there, whether it's, you know, padding your billable hours or working on cases that you question. Um, one thing I want to just briefly mention for me personally that was way outside of my comfort zone in my law pro nonprofit legal work was um, I was involved with a sex ed case involving my daughter, who is a high school senior. And that's one of those things that, you know, for such a time as this, and it was a really hard situation, but because of the Christian community around it, and because the Christian lawyers that were there to help me, it was something that we could do, and we could do it to the honor of, of God. Well, let's just step into that. I remember getting the email when you were uh, telling us what was going on. And, and so what happened in that case? That I, I think that's it's an amazing case, both because you were out of your comfort zone, it cost you dearly to get involved in it, mm -hmm. but because of principle and because you're a mom, you fought. Right. And so I want to say, kind of staying focused um, here with CLS, that we're all called to do certain things. Like, as I said, you get up in the morning and you pray and you don't know what the day is going to bring you. Um, for that, there was a workshop that was sponsored by my daughter's school that was not cleared by Chicago public school system. It was not, it was involving a woman who was ardently for um, casual sex, pornography, all this, these really scary things, um, basically encouraging sexual promiscuity and teaching that um, and then coming to the high school. Since then, I've learned there's this whole network of um, people trying to fight against that. There's a, a coalition, Protect Child Health Coalition, um, that uh, that you can look some of that uh, up on the internet. I'm sorry, I don't have a website for that. But um, but anybody's welcome to email me um, through Wagonmaker and Oberly and find out more about that. Uh, but it just opened my eyes to as the fact that as Christians, we are called to pay attention and to be engaged in our society. And then as lawyers, there's going to be things that you may be called to do. Maybe you're not called to file a TRO and the case resolved with the school uh, retreating and we were able to work through things. And amazingly enough, one of my opposing counsel uh, lawyers uh, is very involved with Christian education. And so, uh, you know, God, God did all sorts of amazing things through that process. But most fundamentally, it was just a call to be ready for whatever the Lord has you to do, whether it is as a parent or as a professional professional, or is it, if it's in a supporting role, uh, Rich, you are praying for me, other members of the CLS board, but we, we do things to our strengthen ourselves as Christians so that we can pre be prepared for the trials that surely will come our way. You know, you, you mentioned the trials that surely come our way. And I think one thing that people need to know uh, with regard to Christian legal society is we still are in a battle. Uh, people hate the word culture wars these days, and they, they want to be winsome and, and friendly. But there really is a spiritual battle going on, and one of its forms is the law. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think that's a, an essence of what CLS is about, is 
is preparing, equipping, and strengthening lawyers to be part of that battle. Right. Absolutely. And I think it's not just lawyers, but those coming around us, whether it's pastors or other people in the community, to support lawyers in those kind of battles and to really encourage each other is a wonderful um, uh, and important uh, goal here. I think especially uh, coming into this two-year um season of being CLS president, I really want to encourage the pastors, other people who are interested in the legal profession um, to be in community with us and to help us engage with each other, uh, particularly the CLS conference that's coming up this next uh, fall. You can find out more at the christianlawyers.org. We want really want to be in community and we'll have more information about that as time unfolds, but we really want to be engaged in community with other folks who are interested in uh, supporting lawyers and law students, legal aid and religious liberty. Sally, Thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, if you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Mauk and Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at maukbaker.com. That's maukbaker.com, M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. You're going to have to save somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody.